0: And welcome back to Castle Rock Critical. Yes, back after two weeks. Uh, and today we're going to be continuing our Stephen King retrospective. And of course, this week, as we said a couple of weeks ago, we are going to tackle the very good book and at times laughable adaptation, Pet Cemetery. Woo! Just a quick spoiler warning. We're going to spoil all of Pet Cemetery. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Come back, listen to this. Uh, today, I'm joined... By our very own, and John, you'll appreciate this because last week we did Cujo and Tad. Okay. Tad was a uh, annoying child, but this is a very whiny uh, child, an annoying child as well. Ellie, Emma, yes, you remind me of her so much.
1: Hi. Mm.
0: And of course, her beloved, mangled, reanimated, decomposing, <laughs> foul, stenching pet church, or as we call him, John. And to be fair, mate, uh, I saw a lot of similarities in personality with you and church. Hello, Yep, yeah, that's just how church sounds. Um, so <laughs> He does smell funny. He, he, the odour is, you know, pungent. Um, first of all, before we jump in to the review, uh, there's a few pieces or one piece of Castle Rock news. And that's just to reiterate that the show is out in digital release now. Right now, it came out on October 15th. So, if you're a Stephen King fan listening to this um, and you've seen it promoed on one of the Stephen King uh, Facebook pages or Reddit and you haven't seen Castle Rock yet, and a lot of people were talking to us before uh, the season came out on those threads saying, you know, they don't want to pay for Hulu, it's an unnecessary expense just for one show. This is the perfect opportunity to purchase the show, watch it uh, 10 episodes. I think you get some bonus content as well. And then by doing that, you can listen to the podcast afterwards, obviously episode by episode if you like. So it's out now on digital release. All right, let's let's uh, let's kick off this review uh, of Pet Cemetery. I'm going to start it like I started last week's review of Cujo. And if you haven't listened to that yet, go check it out because Cujo is hilarious. Um, <laughs> we had a very good time with that one. Uh, but the way I started that one off is I, I gave a Rotten Tomatoes synopsis review of uh, of the film. And this is uh, Pet Sematary's one. Pet Sematary is a bruising horror flick that wears its quirks on its sleeves to the detriment of its scare factor, I completely disagree with that review, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll come on to that in a bit. Um, <laughs>
1: Why have you used that one then? Uh,
0: just because I don't know what they're thinking saying that, John. I, I don't know what they're thinking saying that.
1: I'd like to know what bruising it is in this context. Yeah,
0: what is bruising about this film? I mean, it, it, it lacks any sort of well, scares.
1: Well, there is a kid that gets
2: run over. I mean, that's quite raw.
0: You don't see it, though, do you?
2: No, I just well, think it's a weird need word to, see to use. It?
1: But you want to see the kids get absolutely mangled by a lorry? Absolutely not, because it is described in described in great detail.
0: Interestingly, Stephen King wrote the screenplay for this film, so Ooh. keep that in mind whilst we chat about it, because some of it is ridiculous. Emma, as you've just said about the book, uh, you've read the book and you've seen the film. I read the book a long time ago, and I'm currently on my reread. Haven't been able to get all the way through it yet. But what are your thoughts? on uh, Pet cemetery the film, and then you can also give a score for the book. And can you give us a, a blueberry score? And for anyone listening for the first time, we rate everything out of uh, zero to five blueberries, five being the best, zero being the worst, and there can be no halves. Emma, go.
1: Um, so film-wise, I remember seeing this when I was quite young, and uh, Pet Cemetery scared the fucking shit out of me when I was a kid. So I, I was quite... Uh, hesitant about re-watching it at my age mm. uh, adult very adult um <laughs> but luckily i got to watch it with john and at one point i did grab his arm in terror yeah.
0: What you, oh yeah he grabs me a lot in the cinema as well i just want to say that like star wars i grab your leg you do yeah Is i it, grabbed his arm well, safety it, there you go
1: yeah safe 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 zone
0: that, well you hope so you never know with john
1: yeah uh, ironically also this came out the film came out the year i was born Okay. Right. Yeah. The
0: scandal or the film? Yeah, the, the, the film. The
1: film, um, I, but I did enjoy it actually. I enjoyed it more on an adult rewatch. Um, it really? was slightly less terrifying, but it did, it's still a bit jumpy in a few places. Well, I've got well, the one thing I dislike in horror is um, like possessed or evil children. Mm, so for me, that's fair. bad film um, in that respect. Mm. Breeze
0: Blueberries, please. You want my yes, I would love them.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, can't have them. Um, I give Pet Cemetery the film three blueberries actually because I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was a good laugh.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not meant to be a comedy, but that's interesting.
1: Um, however, I don't think it is as good as the book, um, and I don't think. It- it's quite as faithful, which was odd when I then realised that Stephen King had written the screenplay. And I wondered if Madness. he'd gone back and changed it. So the, the book was amazing. Um, and very similar to the whole uh, Cujo scoring from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I'd give the book four out of five. Yeah, um, It is is less ridiculous mm. than the film. Mm. Actually, I'm going to change my score. The film gets a <laughs> two. Sorry. On the fly. Why are you doing that? No, because she, she's I've,
0: thought about things. I
1: thought about it in more detail. And actually in comparison Never to the let book, her think. if the book gets a four film gets a 2. Um that makes it, sense. The, the book is terrifying. Um and it's really it's much more protracted the the storyline which means that you get more opportunity to be freaked out by stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that I will talk about as we go through the review that yeah. is missing in the film from the book yeah. that has that. Impact. And
0: and the sort of causality behind why uh, these things are happening is also missed out in the film pretty much it's just oh it's an ancient Indian burial ground yeah. but we'll come on to that we'll come on to all that sort of detail <laughs> in a minute um John <laughs> <laughs> a gone ground gone some say dead is better <laughs> um no, but seriously, John, you are a man who is hard to please. Recently, the scores you've been dishing out have ranged from a two, a one and a two. Uh, no, no, <laughs> nothing has achieved a three. And I can pretty much safely say that this isn't going to reach that marker. Um, Sorry, can you please give us uh, your review, mate?
2: Yeah, cool. So it's uh, it's a free blueberries out of
0: five. Uh, are you joking?
2: No, I'm not joking.
0: Right. OK, This is this is why you should not be in charge <laughs> of any of this.
2: Right. Okay. Well, why? Why are you annoyed with that?
0: I just figured that you know you give some uh, you give some harsh scores out. You, you know, you gave the Queen episode seven of Castle Rock the Queen, which is arguably a great episode. Seven, three fucking blueberries, and you've given this three blueberries. It's, <coughs> but it's just a,
2: okay, but it's all about context, isn't it?
0: Oh, I guess so. But the, you know, but let's continue with your review. Okay. So uh,
2: this is I, I this is one of my favorite eighties comedies. <laughs> Yeah. Um, look, if we're talking about, oh, you know, rank it uh, in terms of how scary it is, then, yeah, I mean, it's a zero blueberries out of five. But yeah. we're, we're, but we're not saying that. We're, well, no, you can get a zero. I mean, nothing ever has. But
0: Nothing ever has.
2: It's just hilarious. Uh, 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 this, for me, um, right, so picture the scene. Yeah. Kid gets run over. Yeah. And, I, again, I, even watching it with, with you, Emma, uh, your face, when it happens, was like, oh, I forgot that happened. And the next scene is the dad on his knees just going, No! Like, so like, one yeah. of the most disturbing scenes followed by uh, just absolute gutter acting. Yeah, and this guy, um, I'll come on to in a minute. Fucking hilarious. I'm going
0: to come on to this guy in a minute, mate, because I'm going to tee off. I'm going to tee off. This
2: is the classic so bad it's good yeah um and it's really bad yeah uh which pushes it up to really good
0: yeah and i think cujo last week suffered from the fact that it was on the cusp of actually being decent like Mm. as in good but it just failed and it didn't hit the sort of terrible levels enough to be hilarious so i can understand your reasoning there john to an extent i still think it's absolutely ludicrous Mm. um now i'll go next so uh as i said read it before ages ago Seen it a couple of times ages ago. Rewatched it very recently, obviously for this. Now I remember it being quite a horrific story. I watched it when I was younger as well, Em, and, and I remember it being quite horrific. And you know, the material that could have been adapted um, with stuff like the Wendigo, which we'll come on to in the main body of the of yeah. the review, um, it's quite scary. And but the film, as I best can describe it, is an absolute joke. Uh, this guy, this this the acting and the dialogue. I mean, I couldn't believe it when I said saw that Stephen King was the adapted screenplay like writer.
1: Was this during his drinking phase? Oh, I,
0: don't, I have because no idea. Because a lot of weird
1: shit happened during that. Well, and he admits that himself. Yeah,
0: that's fair play. But like the, the, the even just the acting and the directing, the main actor <laughs> uh, playing Lewis Dale Midkiff or whatever you call him, he must be. The worst actor I've ever seen in a film. <laughs>
1: oh my god.
0: You just honestly, the delivery of some of his lines, he looks confused constantly. Like I don't understand his delivery, I don't understand his motivations. He is awful
2: he's got good hair though
0: well you know he's, he's a heart in the, in the 80s he's probably a very good heartthrob mm. so i can understand some of the casting yeah. um but judd he's a good character he's my favorite um more so because he's very well characterized in an episode of south park or two brilliant uh and and that made this this made the film for me better because i was thinking about the brilliant um parody that south park did of him yeah. uh, which was excellent the end is very disturbing it is a disturbing ending to the, to, to the film uh, when you aren't laughing through the middle of it. So for that reason, I'm going to give it a two, Blueberries. <laughs> um, I'm also stuck in the rut of giving things low scores at the moment, but that's because...
2: It's so negative. Well,
0: you know, for a man that is the hype man, I'm actually... I, I think we've swapped <laughs> places, if anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to give the book a four. I remember it being good, and I'm halfway through it right now, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So I, I, I can see elements of the book in in this film but you know it just feels to me corny and uh, like you said John so bad it's funny and look I had a good time watching it I'm not saying I had a bad time watching mm. it because I, I even messaged you guys like midway through it like going this is, is this, this is <laughs> hilarious your
1: words were you didn't tell me this was a comedy yeah and yeah.
0: I was just I was in hysterics with some of it and that to be fair you know that is enjoyable at times now, you know
1: I'm gonna say something so in the last few weeks I've read Cujo
0: and yeah, now I've read Pet cemetery,
1: right? Both yeah. great books. What I have discovered is that Stephen King has a bit of a thing uh, about two, two things. One, killing children.
0: Cock, the other?
1: Uh, no, sex. <laughs> oh, right, okay. So I don't know if you've got to this bit yet in the book, which I probably didn't pick up the first time I read it. But it's quite weird, detailed sex scenes. Raunchy. It, not raunchy, just weird.
0: Weird raunchy. Mm.
1: I entered her hard and erect. As a line that just more the film?
0: And you can't do it any other way, to be honest with you. Well, know. you could. But, but
1: I, it wasn't necessary to have that. Mm. It, it was so that particular scene.
0: Um,
1: uh, no, actually, there was one just after Victor um, Pascal dies. Mm. He comes home. Jesus. And Rachel, like, meets him at the door in a negligee, takes much of the bath, has sex with him in there, and then they have more sex to get him over the trauma of a. a student dying on his floor well grief can
0: uh, <laughs> can can hit people hard you know Ooh. Uh, and but on that anyway note, yeah. Sexy yes kids. yes <laughs> now all time for our review our main bulk review of pet cemetery but before we do that a quick advert oh <sighs> Hello, yes, sorry, it's advert time, but we have some really, really good things coming up that we want to make you fully aware of. Firstly, if you watch The Walking Dead, then look no further for a fun, honest take on season nine. Um... Let's face it, Season 8 was a disaster. You might have given up on the show. We've had people contact us saying that they've given up on the show. Uh Season 9 is, is a slight improvement, and I think it's going on in the right direction. And we have a lot of fun with that podcast. So just search Fan Critical on any podcast app, Spotify or Stitcher, and have a listen to that. Also, that's where all of our main content is. So... Just go check that out. It's got everything we've ever done on there. So it's really good. We also have a podcast on the new Halloween film coming out just in time for Halloween. uh, And we're hoping that will be good. So that's it on the fan critical channel. Once again, fan critical. And on top of that, this Sunday, the 25th. First of October, we are doing a live Halloween trick or treat exchange with Castle Rock Historical Society at one PM Eastern Time, six PM Greenwich Mean Time. Hey. Uh, so what we've done for that, and this is you know, it's quite funny, we've sent each other candy, uh, yeah, or sweets as we call it here in the UK, to each other. And we're going to be eating them live whilst we talk about, you know, this sounds weird, but stick with me. We're going to be eating them live whilst talking about, you know, horror films for Halloween, you know, what's our favourite horror films, a bit of Castle Rock news, and a bit of discussion, you know, after we've sat on the finale of Castle Rock for a while. So it's going to be a really good fun chat, and you can see what interesting sweets we have, either here in the UK, or what candies there are in the US. Um, So there'll be more details on that on our social channels in the next few days, but if you're free on Sunday at 1pm Eastern, or 6pm Greenwich meantime, please do come and join the live hangout. It'll be a lot of fun and there'll be a live chat where you can get involved. Other than that, uh, let's get into the review of Pet Cemetery because uh John is chomping at the bit. So I think the way we're going to do this is similar to Cujo. We're going to talk vaguely about the story in sort of chronological order and then we're going to jump in and, uh, you know, discuss book differences as and when we go. So there's no King Corner in these things. King Corner has been seamlessly integrated into the, the actual review. So let's start off with the Creed family. Uh, Lewis, Rachel and their children, Ellie and Gage, move from Chicago to, uh, to Maine. Always in Maine, don't forget. Uh, after Lewis is offered a job as a doctor of the University of Maine, they befriend their elderly neighbour, Judd Crandall. Right now. Uh, who takes them on an isolated pet cemetery <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> uh,
0: we invited judd yeah. uh, who takes them to an isolated pet cemetery in the forest behind the creeds new home so let's talk about the creeds let's start off with the the, the you know the film versions of the creeds awful all of them i mean well, hold on. i mean i'm just dis- right. I, I mean gage is quite sweet to be fair he's quite cute he's a cute kid well, but uh ellie does my nuts in more so more so than tad
1: uh, i agree with len actually so in the book ellie although ironically my kindle version called her eileen for two chapters Let by the kindle <laughs> bad typing They um, are future sponsors oh, yeah. in the book ellie Quite cute. And I felt really sorry for her in the film. Oh, in the film. Little she's
0: so annoying in the film.
1: Oh, that stupid, like that opening scene where she springs on the tires and she's like, "Oh, I've hurt my leg. Yeah. Get a grip.
0: And she's horrible to gauge, as all yeah. older siblings are to their younger siblings. Spea- Good acting. Speaking as one, well, yes. Channeling real life. But she, she was frustrating. I know you didn't like Tad last week in Cujo John, so... I'm surprised that you got through this film without oh,
2: He's a little wanker. I mean, no. let's not talk about him. Again. Let's not bring no, him up he is. again. Oh. He is. You
0: don't like him, dear.
2: The Brits say the word wanker.
0: We do. Yes. So, there you go. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, for anyone listening that is a swear <laughs> word that we commonly use and it can be affectionate <laughs> or uh, derogatory. So, um I call John a wanker all the time and he's he's fine with it. Ah, uh,
2: you're a top-class wanker. You're a
0: top-class wanker. <laughs> Let's think about uh, Lewis and Rachel. Now, in the book, Rachel is extremely annoying, corrects Emma. She drove me slightly insane for the first per- portion of this, uh, of the book. She's...
1: No, I disagree. In the book, I didn't find her irritating at I all. I didn't
0: like her. I don't like her. I hated her in the film. Okay, go 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 for a film. <laughs> go for a film reason. In fact, I'm going to bring John in on this, because, John, talk to me about Rachel.
1: Well, what's, she,
2: what's your problem with her? Me? No, Emma, sorry.
1: What's my problem with her? Yeah. You want to open that can of worms? No, um, in the book, she's less whiny. In the film, she's just a bit wet. And Uh, I think that in in the book, no, not in a sexy way. In a pathetic way. (laughs) Right. In the book, because you've got a lot more storytelling, she doesn't come across quite so weak and... uh, So in the book, I quite liked her character. Whereas in the film, she's just like... No, we'll get on it, but the whole thing with her sister, that was just mm. stupid. Um, Zelda. Which is a real part of the book, but the way mm. they yeah. characterise. Anyway, uh, yes. but in the film, I just felt like she was just a bit useless. Um uh, I, I is think, that harsh? I think
0: the relationship between Lewis and Rachel seems extremely bizarre in this film. Um, Lewis, you know, for one, is a strange fellow. I don't understand this guy, John. I don't get him. I can't. I can't read his emotions. <laughs> I like him. I don't know what's going on. I, but he's he, garbage, isn't he? He's is pure garbage. But not
2: the character.
0: No, the like, character. The I,
2: actor is ridiculous. Oh, like, yeah. uh, When you see him as a doctor, yeah. he comes across like a smarmy doctor, fucking, soap opera doctor. Well, no, but like Joey and Friends, exactly. Yeah, Drake Ramore. Yeah, it's Days of Our like, Lives. Yeah, it's 100%. just awful. He is shit. I quite like um, him. What do you mean? What's a doctor?
0: I think she fancies him, John.
2: Well, okay, fine. But, you know, you don't have to go, oh, I liked it because... Ooh, Swoon. Mickey, he's
1: Swooning. Like. Yeah, one time I, I did pay for the actor to hug me and kiss me, so boyfriend, innit?
0: Oh, not again. <laughs> Told you that solicitation That yeah. is not fan, fan the truth stop going to conventions and hounding these loves people. It.
1: Can't Can't get act it, loves anymore, so. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, he's a joke, and uh, but the character in the book is quite interesting and a little bit more complicated, I think. you know, here he, he's trying to play complicated and it comes across as genuinely confused. Like, he, like, the directors, this is your line. And he's, he's he's literally thinking about it as he says it every time. Everything he says, there's long pauses. There's this, it, and at the end of the day, I was looking forward to his lines because they were making me chuckle. So yeah, that, that's always good. Mm. Um, I've not seen him in anything else. Um,
2: Obviously not.
0: The, the important thing about this is that there's trucks that go by the house, loads of them, constantly. I mean, like, why are you moving there?
1: Yeah. First of
0: all, it, it'd be so frustrating. Sorry if you nice space though. Wow, lovely, lovely space. I've
1: got to ask though. Like, all right, so let's switch this around. John, you're married, so if you, Spoiler were, if you were moving, absolutely
2: bombshell. Sorry, ladies
1: and, and gents. guys. Yeah, what's the point? You're, of this? you're the house husband with it's modern, and cats, and you. What do you mean I'm a house husband? Just let. Li- just I'm. Where is opinion. this going? No. And you decide to move out of London. I'm
2: not a house husband, by the way. I am a high flying. Well, you know, but I, I'm a businessman.
1: I'm asking you to imagine.
2: Oh right, okay, right. sorry, yeah.
1: Imagine that you are a house husband and you just stay home and <laughs> smudge and basil the cats. Yeah, all the time, right? And you want to move out of London, and so Michelle, Wouldn't your happen. wife, goes. Yep. Sorry, right, I'll go and look at some houses and pick one. Hmm. And then you, she picks one. Yeah. And then two months later, you just get in the car and drive there and go. Oh yeah, cool. I like the one you picked. Would you ever let that happen?
2: I don't know. Like if it was like a mansion.
1: Yeah, but how would you know? This Is the point like what I don't get is how <laughs> this guy has just gone, yeah. I'm gonna move you to Maine from Chicago, yep. and I'm just gonna pick a house, no one gets to see it. You've not even seen a picture of it, I've not even oh, described but, it to yeah, you, yeah.
2: Okay, but with the internet, you'd look it up on like Zoopla,
1: yeah, but not in 1989, right move, you wouldn't, good would point,
2: you? or you know, some all right, okay, but you know, imagine with... you're living in the 80s,
0: can't wait for the remake,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you'd look it up, you go, oh, that, that looks good, like they wouldn't put sour ground in the advert,
0: yeah.
1: No, but they might put the next to a major highway, or you know, <laughs> something like that.
2: Good connection. This is what they probably put. <laughs> you miss sellers, you. Um,
1: yeah, but I look. I think it's a
2: lovely house. Oh, um very much I think so. if you can look after your kids and stop letting the the smallest one
0: wander off, <laughs> then you'd probably be all right. Put a gate up. Put a gate. Put a gate. They've been around Put for a years. Safe gate. They have been around for a while. All right, fair point. Um, so Judd, our boy, goes, "I oh, don't want to go down that road, up. Nah,
1: because <laughs> da-
0: down there is the pet cemetery, right?" So he takes. That's him- where the down, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Uh, so uh, he takes him down the old uh, pet cemetery, uh, and it looks it looks very. Um,
2: <laughs> <with it. laughs> yeah. Okay, good. It
0: looks, uh, it looks like a little, uh, little cemetery for pets. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's good, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And this doesn't uh, look
2: like a cemetery. You, you,
0: you, you, you kind of, uh, I was kind of underwhelmed by the scale of the pet cemetery. I think in the book it, it, it's meant to be a lot bigger. Um, it's meant to be, you know, quite vast. It feels like an, right. an, an alternate sort of Did realm. Hundred percent. It's meant to feel like this other sort of space, like 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 we've said in Castle Rock, Toadash space. It's meant to feel like a void, like a some sort of massive entity, and not just this little small collection of of graves. That's
1: really interesting because the way it was portrayed in the film felt to me bigger than what I'd imagine when I read. That's the book. very that's very interesting. Which is odd because mm. I imagined it quite small and a bit kind of. I was about to say wonky I'm, I'm talking about the whole thing in general. wonky wonky
0: I'm thinking about the, talking about the whole thing in general, but, but it, for me, yeah it, the rest just, of it it, yeah, it just felt very fake, uh, which is fine because <laughs> it is fake. But once again, a bit of production values wouldn't have hurt at mm. all, considering yeah. they saved so much money on the acting. So
1: pay a lot for church, though.
0: So uh. they've all moved in. Seen the pet cemetery church? The annoying cat is is Ellie's cat, and you know John is our church. On his first day at work, Lewis yeah. meets Vic- Victor Pasco. Well, I say meets him. Um, he's a jogger, and he's brought in uh, with severe head injuries oh, uh, from my a car accident. God. Um, so he doesn't really meet him. He's sort of dead when he gets there. Um, But as he's uh, sort of just given up on on Lewis, he didn't really try that hard anyway to save him. Probably there was no way to save him. Uh, You know, Victor... Uh, gets up and he starts talking to him about you know the ground you know the ground is sour the ground is sour, the ground is sour. don't go there he even mentions Lewis by name and Lewis is like what well, the fuck you know I don't understand how he how do you know my name and then he just dies <laughs> blah, blah, blah. so how do you know my name why is he asking that? why is it that's not the question no, you, I know, you were dead a second ago what's going on here <laughs> uh, but the most important thing is the recurring ghost of, of, of Victor Pascal in this film now for me it was silly. For me, for me, this is this is a silliness because I believe in the book. And I'm going to ask Emma this because I need clarification. But I don't remember him appearing that often, other than in the dream sequence that we're going to talk about in a minute.
1: Uh, I think possibly once more. Um, this is partly the reason why I rated this film with two, um, because fuck me, the Victor Pascal is the most ridiculous piece of shit I've ever seen. Ter- the, terrible actor as film. well. Because in, in I the like book, him. he's Well, you would, wouldn't you? He's a friendly ghost. Yeah, but... He's he's not Casper. Yeah, but it's not like that in the book. He turns up in a dream, he he gives him a little bit of advice and then that's it. Mm. Yeah. It's not some weird, like... He felt like an extra in a zombie film or like...
0: He couldn't believe his luck if he's an extra. How many (laughs) lines... He's getting more lines than anyone. Mm. Judd's sitting there going, you know, I'm better in lines.
1: It was just (laughs) unbelievably... Appalling, <laughs> uh, but great comedy value. It, well, yeah, it was but very, very, silly. very different to the book, and I felt like it, at times he came across as a bit of a kind of malevolent, yes, a, jokey, weird spectre. Whereas in the book, he's just very, he's quite mute. He only says a couple of words in the. Dream. He was jo-
0: he was too and sarky. He was too like taking the piss Joking out of him. him. Yeah, he was like <laughs> he was like way? like when she's trying to rush home, and we'll come on to it later. He's a bit like. Oh, what about K nineteen? You know, like seat K nineteen and stuff like that to the air hostess. So I was like, "What are you? This is just weird. This is weird." Um, you would like if you were a ghost,
1: yeah.
2: And I think you would just go, "Oh I, fuck it, I'm I, just going to piss about, have a bit
0: of fun with it." It felt yeah. a bit
1: like Scooby Doo.
0: Yeah, shit, shit, episode. Don't. No, don't tarnish Scooby Doo with this brush. So he has a dream, as we're talking about, and Pasco comes to him in the dream, leads him outside to the pet cemetery, uh, which is feeling a bit more void-like, alternate dimension-like in this sort of sequence, and says, you know, don't, you know, don't go there. The ground is sour. Don't go beyond the barrier. Don't trespass beyond the barrier. Okay. Build a gate. Build once again a gate. That might solve a lot of the problems. I actually
1: think, as much as I'm usually against this, build a wall.
0: Yeah, well yes that's also that's a that's a more fortified response I like it <laughs>
1: that would just stop um it, it? It,
0: yes I agree with walls when they're stopping demonic entities and reanimated corpses yes that is when I will agree with them mm. so he wakes up uh, in his little bed Lewis and his feet are dirty so he wasn't dreaming he actually did wander down to the pet cemetery so um disgusting inter- disgusting you know, you know and how's no one noticing that and you know I would not want to clean those sheets
1: you know? I asked him <laughs> I asked John this question when we were watching this at the weekend. Mm. Um, why is he wearing scrubs for pyjamas? I honestly... What? Why? I honestly
0: thought that as well.
1: So weird. I was, I, right. w- I
0: was watching it going, does this guy just love being a doctor?
1: I think John might be right. I think he's like a student doctor they've just roped in to I, don't, I don't remember saying that.
2: Like, no, well, no what? what I said was, if you're a doctor, and obviously, you know, I don't want to reveal too much about what I do, but I am a doctor. and uh, sometimes, Absolute if you work, garbage. <laughs> but if you work... All right, you know I'm not a doctor per se, but if you work like the ridiculous shifts that we
0: work, um, this is garbage.
2: You you would just.
1: go home shattered yeah. and just go to bed
0: yeah covered in blood
1: and scrubs
2: no it, they're fresh
0: scrubs fresh scrubs, uh, well, scrubs. hold on
1: <laughs> hold on but he doesn't wear scrubs at work he wears a suit and, Good a, point. Doctor's and a doctor's jacket and no. a doctor's jacket what do you mean
0: he wasn't wearing scrubs mate no.
1: no but also
2: they wear that for when they're having a laugh and that
0: oh yeah just chilling out the bar that's what, that's what we did. that's how we know that. that's how we know yeah, that's yes. how we know doctor- that's we do that's how we know doctors are doctors so that's solved that problem Um <laughs> so uh, <laughs> during uh, Thanksgiving while well, the family is gone because uh, Lewis Hate, like, and and Rachel's parents hate Lewis for some so reason. Awkward. Yeah, it's so awkward, so weird. Emma can maybe shed well, some more light. Like, always wearing scrubs, <laughs> doctor. What a wanker! Uh, that's
1: exactly what happens in the book as well. Just those two lines. That's it. It's all. Uh, Emma, he's I'll, a
0: I'll let you shed some light on it in a minute after we've after we've been through this. Um, but Ellie's cat Church uh, as. Judd did say was going to get run over, is run down on the highway in front of the house. Realising that Ellie will be devastated, Judd uh, suggests something very interesting to uh, Lewis. He says, oh, we're taking Pet Cemetery. Uh, they go down Pet Cemetery and uh, they go yeah. they go to the, uh, oh, the old Mi'kmaq grounds, are oh, the old Mi'kmaq burial grounds. Without explanation, uh, <laughs> Judd, uh, you know, takes him there across this barrier, Buries him there. The barrier. Yeah, the barrier. And doesn't really say anything to him. <laughs> Don't look down. Uh, doesn't really say anything to him. He's just like, oh, you know, just uh, watch watch out for something. Just, you know, have a watch out. Why isn't he just saying, oh, he's going to come back? You know what I mean? Like, why is he not saying that? He uh, doesn't
1: explain it properly in the book either.
0: Weird. Just weird. <laughs> right,
2: okay. I'm telling you now, like, if you've got a dead cat in a bag, which yeah. is pretty much what he's got at this point. Yeah, cat in a bag. Once it gets to the point where it's like, you're best off burying him at the top of that mountain. You just fucking lob it in a bin. Like, <laughs> that's what would happen. And you go, Do you know what?
0: I'll buy I, a new one. Sorry, yeah, uh,
2: yeah. I'll just get a new one.
0: Oh, there must be a pet store around it. I'll get one that looks similar. Yeah. Put a little collar on it. Call it Church. All good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um. So they bury it in the Mi'kmaq grounds, and uh, obviously the next day Church comes back to life. Um, although he is a shell of what he was before, he stinks like John, moves <laughs> sluggishly, like John, and is vicious towards uh, Len, older so Lewis, no, like John. Yes, yeah, so uh, Judd <laughs> Jud explains uh, that he himself revived his beloved pet dog. Spot. in the mi- Spot. Spot. Um, and then they have a little flashback scenes and the flashbacks in this film are hilarious. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Unbelievable. So
0: let's just run through that whole section. Uh, why do Lewis's parents hate him? Lewis's, why do Rachel's parents hate Lewis?
1: Well, so, basically, <clears throat> Lewis's is- Uh, when Lewis was first dating Rachel um, and secretly sleeping together oh my uh Rachel's father tried to basically to bribe him by saying I'll pay for you to um I'll pay for all of your medical school if you just leave leave Rachel
0: but why he's a doctor man
1: well because he didn't think a he was man. he didn't think he'd ever amount to anything which is why you know he said I knew that this would happen at the funeral later oh, on God. um that is awful. and that he wasn't so good bad. enough for Rachel because of course they'd lost Zelda the other sister who i mean that We'll come, betrayal, we'll come on to that. awful. Um, come on to that. So they were quite protective. But also, actually, Rachel's dad's just a bit of a dick.
0: Yeah, he seems like a dick. Mm. And, uh, let's, you know... Let's... Oh,
1: and Lewis isn't Jewish.
0: Oh, well, fair. And let's talk about... Lewis. Uh, well, Lewis. <laughs> And let's talk about uh, one of the biggest deviations uh, from the book that I can remember, um which is the fact that these reanimated pets and reanimated people uh, act extremely differently in the book. Um, Mm. as in they're not zombies. They just want to eat people. Uh, They are more... um, They more tell secrets and sort of that they they, they sort of communicate. No, 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 it's genuinely true. They actually act like themselves, sort of, but they're obviously different. And then they tell secrets to loved ones and that ends up affecting people in very dark and mysterious ways. And I think I find it more scary than the fact they just come back and want to kill you.
1: So in the book, you get more of a backstory about the Mi'kmaq burial ground. And and this is where we start talking about the Wendigo as well. And and the impact of this power up at the burial ground and and past the, the barrier that they walk through. So actually in the book, they say specifically that if the animals have all been brought back. And at this point, you don't know anyone's ever brought a person back. Mm. Only Han Raddy the Bull became violent. The rest of them just became a bit thick. Yeah. So they're just sort of a bit dumb. <laughs> and, like most um, animals, but yes. Yeah. But sort of vacant. What like- a
2: stupid dog you got there.
1: <laughs> but, so sit. So when so- <laughs> you go back to talk about Judd's dog, Spot, when he comes back, he's just sort of standing around looking ridiculous and his mother's not terrified because he's not covered in fucking blood.
0: Not Cujo Mark 2. Not yeah. Cujo
1: Mark 2. Um, and one of the things that's really obvious when Judd's talking about this, that he's different, is that Spot just lets him wash him in the bath without even, mm. um, like, wash him, whereas before he would never let you bath him at all. So right. he was just placid, placid and stupid. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It smelled like dead. Smelled
0: smelt like dead, okay. Whereas
1: yeah. in the film, and I totally get what they've done, this in the film, they just make them horrible, violent, hideous animals. <clears throat> so when Church comes back in, in that bathroom scene, in the film, that ridiculous like, oh hi, I bought your rat, and drops yeah, it in the bath. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, in the book. I don't remember him shouting that out in the film. They so could talk afterwards. afterwards. <laughs> they
0: could talk as well when they. I'm just
1: saying. In the um. In-, in the book, he um he just appears sitting and swaying slightly, kind of floppily on the toilet seat, like on top of the toilet, while looking at Lewis. Yeah. Nice. But one of the best descriptive things in the book is that the animals just sort of can't quite walk right, and they're kind of flopping around a bit. Like I don't know, they've had a stroke on or drugs
0: something. or something. Yeah, or stoned, drugged up animals. Yeah, that's it's, in- it's interesting, isn't it? And and we'll come on to the sort of human characters in a bit because that's you know they're they're very different, as we've said. Like they they don't. Uh, just want to eat flesh and, you know, kill. Yeah,
2: I mean, there's no consistency. There's no consistency with You've got with the that. humans that are just absolute murdering psychos yeah. and the cat that's just a bit of a dick.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he does scratch him once, but that's it, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so, unfortunately, sometime later, because, as John said, they didn't uh, baby-proof the new house or, you know, and um, didn't just look after their children, Gage is killed by a truck along the same highway that Church is. The family is devastated, as illustrated, um, you know, by Lewis getting on his knees and screaming, no, John, <laughs> uh, which was easily one of the highlights of the film.
2: Yeah. I mean, just hilarious, isn't it? I mean, what are they? It's <laughs> just like, it's the, it's the Star Wars. It's the 80s. Wars...
0: It's the 80s. the Star Wars one. Yeah. yeah
2: it's, I mean, it's the, it's the Darth Vader, just the no. Yeah, but that,
0: uh... <laughs> they, they, they've got no excuse for that one because that one was in like 2005. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, so... so that is awful. That is awful. Yeah.
2: Um... It's just ridiculous, isn't it? But I mean, that's that's all he's got in his locker, that guy. I mean, look, it was. We the, all yeah. know he's not an actor. He's obviously a doctor. that's yeah. casting this film. Yeah. So I, I don't know what you want out of him, but surely you'd, you'd watch that back afterwards and go, uh, can we just get rid of that scene?
0: You'd watch the dailies and you'd be sitting there going, right. Well, we have to reshoot that because it's awful. Or let's don't think, say a word. Just, just you just, should just, just be like, just look distraught, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh. rage
1: um, so yeah, different film,
0: Gage Gage bless him gets absolutely splattered by the truck Emma any you want to talk about some of the descriptive, uh, descriptive details in the uh, book
1: can I be honest I don't actually because it was fucking traumatising
0: yeah uh, yeah, you were saying it's, it's quite traumatising I they, guess um,
1: so they, one of the things they did well with this is that you saw his little shoes and then like they, yeah that was alright the body bit but it, so in the book they describe it in like him going out the road going it's his shoes and his jumper's been pulled off and then they refer to, um, Stephen King refers to his cap full of blood. Basically, the kid's fucking mangled. It's horrendous. He, so he was been dragged hit- like 200 yards up the road.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, you've been hit he by is. a truck and you're like, what, a two-year-old? So it's going to be a disaster.
2: You can't do that in an 80s field.
0: No, you co- of, co- yeah. of course you can't. Of course you can't. They, I mean, as we mentioned with Cujo last week, there was a twist in the ending that, you know... The book ends a lot harsher than say the film does, so it, that is also a similar sort of time frame. Judd believes that uh, introducing to Lew- introducing Lewis to the ritual ground was actually what caused Gage's death, the sort of betrayal of you know don't you know he was even warned, don't go past the barrier. He tells him the local story of a man named Bill Bateman uh, <laughs> who buried his son Timmy in the Micmac ground <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, this is just getting ridiculous. After he was killed in World War Two, and then Timmy returns and, and this flashback's also hilarious. Timmy returns. Timmy Have returns.
1: you ever played that game where you uh, like make up a story between loads of people? This is what this sounds like. Yeah, so yeah, everyone gets three yeah. words each. Yeah, I mean that sounds th- like that. The game. flashback of like them
0: going to like uh, as an angry mob going to kill the reanimated Timmy um, literally had me in stitches. <laughs> The how- they are they
2: correct to do that?
0: though. No, they are correct to do that. But but the, the, he's trying to escape, like the the man and Timmy's the, the the father and Timmy's grabbing him, going, "Me no live no more. Me hate living." <laughs> I had the subtitles on, and that is what he's saying. Is that and really I, what happens? I promise you, he goes, "Me hate living." Me hate living. I was just like, oh, Jesus, man, this is awful.
1: So this is quite a, a diversion from the book. So then you mentioned earlier about like when people come back. And yeah. I wanted to wait for that beautiful impression. Yeah, honest. it is just like um, that. In the book, they turn up and, and this is where you start to get the impression that there is something else afoot at the mm. Micmac burial ground. Yeah. In that um, <laughs> Timmy just starts telling the three guys that Bud's with and... and Bud? Judd. The Judd. three guys that Judd <laughs> is with, I was thinking about buddies, um, Judd and Judd, <laughs> things that no one else would ever know, like dirty, horrible secrets that he yeah. knows about them, but also in other voices. And one of the things we don't have in the film is Judd's wife, Norma. Yes. Which change, I think changes Judd's character yeah, completely.
0: He's a very solitary character in, 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 in the film.
1: Which is not. Accurate.
0: And she dies in the book, doesn't she?
1: Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Norma
0: dies of normal circumstances. <laughs> well, she
1: has a heart attack and <laughs> yes, Lewis so, saves her. Yeah. And then um, then she does die a few months later. Yeah. And that's where you get um, a lot of backstory on Rachel and her sister.
0: Yeah. Makes sense though. that. Um,
1: but anyway, yeah. So this is... So Timmy is the first time that we really understand that there is something like a, a malevolent spirit. Or, yeah. You know, we talk about the Wendigo. Yeah that knows things and yes. is is making these reanimated humans fucking awful. But actually Judd and his mates leave and it's um Timmy's dad that sets the house on fire and kills them both because he can't Yeah, he, ki- book, he kills himself, yes. Because he can't bear the idea that he's brought back some weird wormy in dungaree wearing where well, you
0: would be you would be very concerned I mean Lewis doesn't really get the hint he gets several attempts at it in this in this uh, you know pet cemetery and he doesn't, he doesn't really get the get the he's idea. not
1: really paying attention is he?
0: No. Um, it's a
2: bit weird that the, so the actor that plays Timmy mm.
0: is
2: actually the same actor that plays Lewis. Did you know that?
0: What <laughs> <laughs> faces! Uh, I, I was just sitting there going what are you talking about? I was like is that true? No it can't be true. Anyway moving on from his garbage that John's just making up on, Lewis doesn't listen to uh Judd saying the most famous line of pet cemetery, sometimes dead is better. Uh, doesn't listen to that line. That. And uh unfortunately and surely
2: he should have gone, sorry, dead is
0: Dead is uh better. Uh, but- <laughs> uh,
1: butter?
0: Yeah, sort of Batter. You do have to have the subtitles on with Judd, and it does help quite a lot. But um he takes Gage, he digs him up, uh, which is very disturbing. He digs him up, uh, takes him over to the old uh, Micmac burial grounds. Um, leaves him there.
2: Can you stop calling it that? That's
0: yes. what it is. I know, but- That's what it is. <laughs> RDR <clears throat> oh, Um, And uh, basically, uh, literally minutes later, it seems, Gage is, you know, back and somehow not mangled at all. Absolutely fine. Just got really disturbed eyes. And is kind of reminiscent of... Um, Chucky and Child's Play oh, in a way. Um, that's sort I mean, that's my honestly. I know we talk about hilarious films, but I did watch that very young Child's Play, and it, it really scared me for a long. Oh, that's hilarious! It did. Well, it, it, it really, yeah, it's hilarious. Um, but it still disturbs me to this day, John. So, mm. no Child's Play jokes. But in all seriousness, um, he he reminded me a bit of that. Thoughts on the fact that he's just come back as a homicidal toddler?
2: Well, I mean, again, like, where's the consistency? Why, yeah. why is it that you've got so Timmy is just—I mean—he's a bit. He
0: like, was eating someone at one point. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know, but
0: he turns around—he's got one of those fake arms. But that then he randomly, by.
2: he's just wandering around in the house, like, yes. oh, "I don't know what he was doing then." Yeah. But, and Me, no one live. <laughs> yeah, scaring people that are trying to put their washing out. Yeah. Um, you've then got this cat that's a bit of a dick. Like, oh, I'm having a bath here, and also, oh, why are you scratching my face? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And then suddenly you've got this uh, little kid that's just going on a, a absolute killing spree and
0: he's he, he, he's like an assassin this kid he's, mm. t- he's taking down people
1: but 10 he, times he, the
0: size of him but by he's, the
1: he's, throat with his teeth <laughs> <laughs> what the fucking hell what
0: no, no i mean or well, he
1: teamed up
2: isn't well, he let, with uh, with church
0: with uh, churchy well let's talk about um let's talk about judd's demise so i was devastated because his undoing was the micmac grounds after all this time he loved those micmac grounds that are mm. judd and, very uh, responsible. Very responsible. Very irresponsible, yes. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he goes uh, upstairs because he hears Gage being weird and he knows that Lewis has taken him up there. Don't do it, Lars. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis. Lewis, <laughs> don't you do it, Lewis. I know what you're thinking, Lewis. Sometimes <laughs> dead is better.
1: But in the book, the whole like retrieval of Gage's body is mm. so much longer and more detailed. Like he breaks, he, he breaks into a graveyard, digs his son's body up, yeah. and then has to get out again. I mean, it's mental. Like yeah. the whole thing is insane. Yeah, his heartbreaking ser- as well. Like when, it's like really when he's sad. when he's sitting
2: there with a little little fella. Yeah, in his arms. That yeah. is that is. A killer scene yeah Um, obviously the actor is still confused and i think he's actually laughing during the scene (laughs) poor fella uh, (laughs) the
0: director hysterical laughter here please uh lewis (laughs) dave or whatever you're called can
2: you stop laughing mate
0: um no so gage comes back and and and, you know judd uh, you know he's exploring he's seeing uh where gage is in the house um Somehow gets bested by Gage. I have no idea how he gets his Achilles slip. Fucking awful. Um, it you know, (laughs) so how you know that was quite a cool little horror moment. And then he's just given up after one Achilles' kit. He's given up.
2: Oh, it's his Achilles
1: heel, isn't
0: it? Well, very much so. To be
1: fair, the guy's like eight yard.
0: Well, you know, I expected more of Judd.
1: And then Gage just climbs on top of him and this is what I'm talking about. The
0: zombie stuff. This is what I'm talking about. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. But Gage is going for it. I mean, it was look. (laughs) I have to say, this is the most horrific part of the film for me... You know, like you said, zombie children, Emma, is is very conser- you know dis- dis- disturbing. And anyone that listens to our Walking Dead podcast will know that I have wanted to see zombie babies for a very long time. I still have not seen a zombie baby, um, so maybe this is the closest I'll get to a zombie baby. Probably, probably. So very disturbing. And uh, you know, Rachel, after all of this has been going on, has been, oh. she's back in Chicago after the death of Gage, and she's recovering with her terrible parents, um, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, she, you know, Victor comes to her and says, you know, keeps haunting little Ellie. Uh, And Ellie's like, Pax Cow, Pax Cow keeps talking to me. And then she realizes, oh, Pasco, that's that guy that died on my husband's table. Oh, something's up. I need to go home. She races home with a new sidekick, uh, Paxcow, just helping her. Pascal, Uh, surely. Yeah, no, it is, but I'm calling him Paxcow from now on because it's better. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he's just giving little quippy remarks all the way, sitting on the airplane, like trying to be, it's like a sketch. I didn't really understand that bit at Mm. all.
1: It just became a bit farcical, didn't it? It
0: it did. It became farcical. And then uh, she gets back, and this is hilarious. No. Um, Sees little Gagey, and then he, he goes and gives her a little hug rips her throat out as well. Yeah. I was just I this is when I was in t- I was I was not in tears, laughter tears here, John. <laughs> I was I was just like this is mental.
1: Even before that, can we not address the Zelda stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah, Zelda okay, Zelda.
0: so Rachel obviously has a um has a sister that we learn about uh through another flashback. And actually and I know you don't like the Zelda stuff, but the uh manifestation of Zelda in this film for me, was actually extremely horrific and actually quite scary. Mm, um, creepy. It very. It felt very surreal. Obviously, the flashbacks were filmed in that very sort of you know glazed over way, but it did feel to me like a genuinely horrific dream, uh, and a very horrible situation that she grew up in. So, for me, the Zelda stuff resonated in a way, and it gave a bit of context to Rachel that like I didn't have in the film before, and and. and just the characterisation of Zelda herself and the, the sort of spinal disease that she had and the way mm. she was portrayed was actually very scary and I can understand Rachel seeing her in that in that judge's room Judd's bedroom before she sees Gage <laughs> very very scary stuff
2: yeah
1: yeah no and I don't disagree completely I just. It, had, it felt like it had no, um, like, grounding. It felt like it just came out of nowhere. Having yeah. Lit- I literally finished the book two hours before we watched the film. And in the book, there's so much more to it. Of course. Also, I'm pretty sure that spinal meningitis does not do that
0: to you. No, but once again, it could be... She was a child when it happened, so it's her perception, inter- perception yeah. of what yeah. was going yeah. on. Um, yeah, maybe. You know, and, and, and that childlike nightmare has lived with her for a whole life, especially mm. that her... her um, her sister died on her watch, and you know Lewis says actually something that's quite uh, relevant in this scene. He's like, "Well, they should never have left you alone no. with your very ill uh, sister." So that was quite good from uh, good old Dave and Lewis. But um, you know, the Zelda stuff worked for me. It worked for me. Good, m- wasn't it? Yeah, it worked. It worked for me more more than a lot of a lot of the other beats in the film. I mean, my favourite bits of the film probably are Judd and Zelda. I've got it. Um, Freaked me out. Yeah, and uh, no, I just just
2: look. It's, uh, it's a guy, isn't it? A guy pretending to be... Yeah, it is. Is it? Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I think he was cast because of the way in which he moves and stuff. I don't know. Well, I thought... But, the like, the, like, maybe he's, like, some very exorcist.
0: It's something. very exorcist. It's very sort of, you know... That's why I don't like it. It's very exorcist, very sort of, you know... <sighs> it looked very, like a very possessed person, you know. It's the way yeah. she interprets it. But, yeah, it really worked for me. Yeah. But Gage, obviously, just kills Rachel... Uh, we know that she's dead Lewis wakes up uh, sees and this is quite creepy to be fair and sort of reminds me of child's play once again sees the sort of uh, little footprints um, just in the bedroom sees that the scalpel is missing I mean this kid's got unbelievable dexterity for a uh, for a child of two mm. um, reanimated of course And goes to explore the Judd household where he sees more footsteps. Um, He's also seeing visions of sort of demonic visions here. And we'll come on to that again in a bit when we talk Mm. about the Wendigo. But uh, he goes upstairs. Gage is saying some extremely creepy things like, I've played with mommy. Now I want to play with you. Like that. Jesus. um,
1: Doesn't he call him in the film?
2: (laughs) Yeah, he calls him on the phone. That is hilarious.
0: Daddy, I'm playing with Judd and the mommy. Like that.
2: Yeah, I mean that—that that scares me more than the film does. Yeah, to be that's honest. fair
0: enough. It is very disturbing. Yeah. I've been working on that, and yeah. Uh, clearly, yeah, he goes up there, has a little wrestle, which is just hilarious. Which is stupid, as it's well, hilarious. It, but it's like Child's Play wrestling, and, and and go back and watch Child's Play. You know that doll trying to kill people is hilarious.
2: How's he getting his mum in the fucking loft?
0: I was thinking yeah. that. So. <laughs> that is a good question. Not only Come is on he, now, he's got her in the loft and hung <laughs> her up.
1: Yeah, that was awful. Um, I can't me with my small hands
0: No <laughs> Who's
2: helping me out A fucking cat
0: Yeah <laughs> Church The Wendigo joke. Uh Well you know But uh, so you know The way that Lewis tackles this problem Is using his doctor uh, degree To use uh, morphine shots I believe it is He's yep. over morphining the cat So Church is dead at this point And he says like Fuck you furball Or something like Fuck that Fuck you
1: dog yeah, That annoyed me
0: That annoyed me and uh, then he does the same to Gage because Gage, obviously, was not able to kill Lewis. <laughs> Lewis is sort of trapped in this sort of psychotic nightmare at this point where he believes that he's, he's lost it at this point. He's lost everyone. He's lost Judd. He's lost Gage. Uh, Judd? <laughs> Judd was a really important character for him, mate. He's,
2: he's an old fella mate. that lives across the road. Like, <laughs> fucking hell. Mate. He's got other mates.
0: I feel he was closer to Judd than he was Rachel. At I'll one tell point. you who he was
2: close yeah. to. That random guy that stops him from kicking off with his stepdad at the funeral. Oh, yeah, that was good. He just came no, out of he... nowhere.
0: No. No. That's
1: Surrendro. It's Judd son's funeral. Who? Uh, Surindra, who is um, one of the other doctors at the university. So that's he... what I'm
0: talking about. So you don't know who he is in, in the, the film. B-
1: in the book, him and Steve Masterson.
0: Uh, I think that sounds about right. Um, yeah.
1: these guys. Are both really close mates. Like, Steve comes around like, that's the gay point. Dies, I'm making. And, like, takes care of Rachel. Yeah. Which is why it makes no sense in the fucking Streamlined, not it? <laughs> streamlined
0: in it, but um, don't do it. So he's lost his best friend in Judd, he's lost uh, he's lost, he's lost Gage, <laughs> oh and now he's lost Rachel. Um, crazed, he burns down the house and says, Well, the reason it didn't work with Gage is because I didn't, I didn't do it, I didn't do you it need soon to do enough, I didn't do it straight away, and it'll be okay. He puts Rachel in the old Mi'kmaq grounds, our uh grounds. Don't
2: do it. Sometimes dead is bad
0: up. Rest, rest in peace, Rachel. And uh, then he, uh, he, he sits at home waiting for her to come back. Of course she does. This was also, as I said, very disturbing. Mm. She has like uh good effects as well. She has like a part of her face completely torn off.
1: Yeah, her face is leaking.
0: Her face is like leaking, her eyeballs leaking. He gets
2: an erection when he sees
0: that. He's, He's going too. for it, mate. When
1: they're snogging, at one point it dribbles into his mouth and he licks it. Uh,
0: well, oh. that's good acting. I mean Fucking very rank. good. Uh and darling. Then, darling. Darling. And then she grabs the knife, cuts the black, you hear the screams, yeah. we know uh what's going on there.
2: Yeah.
1: Didn't like that.
0: Didn't like that, did you not, Em?
1: I didn't like the gooey stuff coming out of her eyes. Yeah, yes. that's fair enough. Right.
0: And like we discussed with Cujo last week, there was goo out of his eyes as well uh, in the book. Yeah,
1: gooey eyes. So that's the third thing,
0: Goujo. Stephen King's <laughs> Cujo. That, that is the thing that Stephen King is obsessed with, gooey eyeballs. Um mm. so you know, that's the end of it, and it, uh, a very sad demise for Lewis. He was warned by Pax Cow. Uh, and Pascal, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, Pascal, yeah. And uh, <laughs> He didn't listen. So uh, let's talk about the Wendigo, because basically... What about I,
2: the bit where Pascal goes, no, as well? Oh, and then
1: disappears? I, I, I don't... I, <laughs> it just fades away. I don't
0: think we need to talk about Best this part anymore. Of the so let's talk about the Wendigo, because obviously in the book, the Wendigo is the demonic entity that is behind the uh, possession mm. of these reanimated people and animals, more so the people. And he is the reason why this is all going on. In the film, you get one glimpse of what I believe to be the Wendigo... To
1: Just like me with a
0: hangover Uh, flying out of the lake or something like a giant head just flying out of the lake um, which was very bizarre and didn't make any sense uh, in the film but if you've read the book it does make sense because it's obviously the wendigo so um let's talk about the wendigo well uh,
1: you're more expert on the wendigo than me well
0: uh, through my castle rock research because and if you're a stephen king lover and you are just listening to this and you haven't seen castle rock yet one of the theories that was going around with castle rock was that uh, one of the entities behind all of the evil that is going on around castle rock and maine is the wendigo and the wendigo has uh, very similar powers to what was being experienced in the castle rock maine show and
1: it also features um, in um the girl who loved tom gordon yeah it? i
0: think that's right quite quite yeah heavily. and we had a lot of emails in from listeners about the wendigo so we have done a bit of research on him but you know i'm
1: pretty sure yeah i'm pretty sure the wendigo is native american <clears throat> he almost is almost yes. like a um Like a malevolent trickster. Yeah. To kind of twist people's brains around. Not literally. Lead people astray. Lead
0: people astray. Like he lived in the woods. You know, like this is obviously in a wooded area.
1: Whisper and call (laughs) to you and make you do things.
0: Basically. and, And in the book, it was obviously very helpful to have this sort of entity there and not mm. just like oh they just come back as zombies and you know whatever i mean i understand why sometimes films do that mm. and we'll come on to the remake um at the end of this I'm chat we'll, uh, and maybe they will rewrite some of those wrongs and try and get some of the horror elements because yeah. the wendigo the, <laughs> the, the wendigo is is, is, a, is a horrific element that they sort of missed out on um so let's hope they get back into that but if uh, yeah if you haven't read the book please do read it it's much better than the film Ten the film better. the film is perfect perfect for a cheesy film night in with a couple of beers with your mates, whatever, around or Halloween. Or on your own. Or on your own. I watched it on my own and I was, as I said... Did you? Yeah, I watched Backing it on my own. Hell. Yeah. Let's talk about the remake and we didn't plan this and I'd, I would lie to you and say that we planned it but we didn't uh the, no, we definitely did yeah we definitely did the trailer was released last week for the remake of pet cemetery this time uh from what the trailer reveals it looks to be going to some sort of horrific roots more so than say <laughs> this comedy version so john what are you thinking about the remake trailer we were talking about it on whatsapp but what were you you know reiterate some of your thoughts here for the listeners please
2: um yeah, I mean, they're, look, it's, they're definitely going to go down the route of trying to take it seriously.
0: I think so. I think that's the right thing to do. I think
2: uh, kind of like
0: I, well, I,
2: I I don't mind if you if you're going to remake or reboot something. I guess technically it's a remake because it's not a series. Hmm. Um, I know there is a Pet Cemetery too,
0: but um, yes. Well, we're not talking about that,
2: and we'll be doing that next Could in you imagine? two weeks. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not no, that. No. I uh no look it's it's fair. Let's you know do something different. There, there's no way that they can remake this film and make it funnier than the original. So you might as well go down the route of or let's dark, make it scary. scary. Yeah. Um looking at the trailer, looks pretty good. I think it's pretty cheap to use kids and masks. That shit's too obvious. Yeah,
1: I didn't like that. Uh um, And
0: anyone listening, is obviously, who's been with us since Castle Rock, "Kids in Mask" is obviously very prevalent in that yeah. show as well. Um, so, hey, and
2: obviously, in terms of budget, they've gone out and got that guy that's in everything, but no one knows his name. So, yes, that is true. Is what is his name? Oh, he's in. He's that guy that's in, in everything. And he's in Lawless. And And he's in...
0: uh, Yeah, he's in loads of things. Oh, Um, he's that guy... Watch the the trailer and you'll know who we mean listeners. And if you haven't seen the trailer, do check it out. Um, Especially after seeing this iteration, I think it'll be a pleasant surprise to see a more horrific uh, look at the new Pet cemetery. That film is being released in the sort of first half of next year. April. April of next year. And we will, of course, be covering that on this podcast. So very good to have this as a sort of reference point and then that as something to compare it to.
2: Well... Okay, so just to add one more thing, yeah, um, John Lithgow, yeah, is genius casting because he's a brilliant man and a brilliant actor, um, and I think he's going to be a great Judd. Um, but yes. he doesn't do the
0: accent, does he? Well, you know what, the, you know, and you know what the thing about Judd is, as we've mentioned at the start of this uh, podcast, he has been excellently characterised and parodied across several. Um, several different formats ranging from South Park to other animations and you know he is such an iconic character in a way um, mainly because of his accent which is unbelievably hilarious Um, and sort of the (laughs) idea of people being led astray to the Mi'kmaq grounds and all that sort of stuff so I really hope that Judd I mean Judd for me is the best thing in the film um, oh, he's a great, man. He's, so he's, uh, yeah, he's the know. most consistent thing in the film.
2: Again, if you're considering this is a comedy, and it is, yeah, um, he is. Yeah, he's excellent.
0: And yeah, so for me, the best thing in the film. So the thing I want to see replicated um, as good, or, or or you know, is Judd because for me, he's like the linchpin of the film. Um, so I really hope in the remake that's the case. The mm. main thing is just get that horror ramped up. Just get that horror ramped up and make it a bit of a, of a scary experience for the audience. Because yeah. um, there is a lot of horrific stuff in there, they just need to articulate it better uh, and translate it better from the book to the screen. Now we're going to move on to some listener feedback.
2: I'm innocent, Red, just like everybody else here. The house is burning. Hi, Georgie. I'm afraid I have a tendency to turn up the heat.
1: Red rum, red rum. Red rum.
0: Creepy carry! Creepy carry! You <laughs> flunked terror! No, good job. Good job, no. So uh, thank you everyone for getting in touch and thank you for everyone who got in touch for the whole season in our Stephen King retrospective. We really do appreciate it. And of course, you can get in touch with us still at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. That is fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com or respond to any of our social media posts. Uh, Instagram is at fan underscore critical Facebook is Fan Critical, just search for us on there and you'll see our page. And the Twitter is at Fan Critical Pod. We're very active across all three platforms as well as Reddit. So if you see any of our posts, feel free to reply with any thoughts you might have, anything you think we've missed from any of these retrospectives or Castle Rock, or just anything you want to say to us in general. We really do appreciate the feedback. First of all, uh, Ren has emailed in uh, and she's asked us a question about Castle Rock. So just to say, if you haven't seen it yet and you are just a Stephen King fan listening to this, this is a spoiler warning. Please skip ahead a few minutes. We're going to discuss a few details of Castle Rock season one. So just a quick spoiler warning. If you haven't seen it, do skip ahead a few minutes uh ren says this hi everybody love your podcast uh she's from the u.s and wanted to send uh, a li- in a little theory so thanks very much for that thanks for the nice words about the podcast ren um stay with me if you will in the last episode when henry diva holds the gun up to the kid in the woods we see a flash of some demonic creature uh i really enjoyed that some of the others didn't that's me talking then uh and this is ren well here's my theory what if when the creature is the kid when the creature in the kid is threatened at gunpoint, he reveals his true form. To back this up, remember when Lacey is in the, un- in the underground sort of, you know, cage that he's formed with the kid? Yep. He holds up the gun and the kid presses his face through the bars. What if Lacey has been doing this every year to remind himself of the reason why he locked this seemingly poor kid up in a dungeon for 27 years in the first place? On that theory, Ren, very good point. And we have said uh, in the podcast that I was a big believer that, that Lacey has seen... Uh, The true face of the kid as well, Uh, being his obviously an off camera interaction, uh, being his motivations for uh, capturing the kid in the first place. But the idea that when he's threatened, uh, people see that face is extremely interesting, especially if we go back through the season and look at some of the characters who have been affected by him. like the Nazi guy in a prison cell? Yeah. Maybe when he threatened him, he saw the true nature of the kid and that is what what got him. What do you reckon to that that, that theory guys that when think... he's threatened you see you see his true form?
1: I think it's interesting, maybe that's what the show is, is trying to get at, because he's not very often threatened, is he? Because he's powerful.
0: We, well, yes, as far as we understand,
1: Bill Skarsgård, isn't it? Um, yeah, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's wrong. I think it's a really interesting theory. Um, I, I definitely think the idea that something happens where people will see his true form, whatever that mm. is, old creepy gnarly wizardy demon, yeah. um, and whether that comes from fear that he's been you know he's in a position of uh, weakness or, yeah. or whether it comes from something else i definitely agree that that's what lacy would have seen and that's now why henry has done the same thing yeah
2: well i mean why not just shoot him if he's gonna appear as this, this creepy little old devil fella man, yeah yeah right? if if it's that if, it, if it's that consistent if yes like every time i point a gun at him you know it gives me the look um, and not, and uh, not in a sensual way. Yeah, not in yours. Just your sort of fucking way. shoot him then.
0: Yeah, like... I mean that is interesting as well. I mean, we did talk about reasonable doubt and all that sort of stuff. But yes, if he did keep showing his evil true form, you'd well, be that like, would well, piss all over that. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a very interesting one. But I do believe that Lacey has seen the true form of the kid i mean that for me is is bang on otherwise there's just no motivation why would he just randomly lock that kid up i mean obviously he said he had instructions um from the (laughs) voice of god not like ikea instructions but you know so it is interesting and thank you for writing in ren that is a, a theory that we we like i like the idea of the threatening revealing the um revealing the true form of the kid mm. and it's something that i subscribe to in terms of that Lacey had seen yeah. the true form of the kid cheers ren yeah thanks very much for writing in ren we do appreciate it. any other theories on any of these stephen king retrospectives do let us know uh mike has let us know his thoughts on pet cemetery he uh he watched it in preparation for this podcast as i'm hoping uh, lots of you did yeah it's nice that our listeners are are doing doing the homework that we set them um well and can we blueberry the homework that would be we, harsh, wouldn't it? That would be... I mean, I there's a lot of admin uh, just with editing the podcast, John. Um, <laughs> I don't have time to be a teacher as well. Um, not that I would be teaching anyone anything. Mm, yeah. My thoughts are useless. Mike let us know this about his thoughts on Pet Cemetery after watching it. Watched it last night. Uh, I think the thing that stressed me out the most was worrying about how the cat actor was made to do some of the things he did. <laughs> uh, poor Kitty. What the fuck? Great job, uh, Mike. Very, very... Good point because like we said last week with Cujo, I was impressed with Cujo with all the jam he was eating last week and all the treats he was getting. Uh, he's well, doing a lot of acting. Five the dog
1: actors did die.
0: Well, mental. And no, uh, well, no, that, no, that is isn't true. That isn't true. That's Emma just trying right. to be sadistic. Sorry. Um but yeah, the cat. I was impressed. To be fair, I was impressed by some of the stuff it was doing. Yeah. Um, its glowing eyes, obviously. I'm sure it doesn't do that on cue, but I was impressed with uh, with some of the acting that the cat did. Yeah. Uh, most what the fuck line, uh, Mike says, and I agree with him on this, and I didn't want to mention it until now because Mike's bang on. Um, when Rachel is trying to call home and trying to get hold of Lewis after Lewis has gone to the McMac grounds to uh, bury sure. Gage, uh, Gage, and she doesn't know that, obviously, um, the parents of Rachel, who we despise anyway, uh, are like, oh, don't worry, dear. Um, maybe he went out for a hamburger... Or a chicken dinner, you know how men are when they're left alone. Um, you're spot on there, Mike. That is easily the worst line of the week, uh, if there was such a thing. Or the no, I'm torn between the two. But um, what do you think about that, John? When I, I know you very well, and, and you know what, I know what you're like when you're on your own.
2: Like I'm, I'm hungry at the moment, so yeah. the idea of going out for a hamburger or a chicken dinner is yeah. excellent.
0: Yeah, but you're not on your own, um, are you, right now? So... Bloody wish I was. Yeah, well, that um, Yeah,
2: me. I mean it's. Uh... <laughs> It's utterly ridiculous, but um, it is funny.
0: <laughs> it is funny, um, and
2: again, if we are classifying this as a, a, a comedy, and it is, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the best comedies in the last, you know, 50 twenty years, twenty years, yeah, thirty
0: uh, years, fifty years. Fifty years. Oh um,
2: god, I, uh, <laughs> I, I loved it. It's uh, yeah. just hilarious, isn't
0: it? Yeah, if someone does ask me, "Oh, you seen any good comedies recently?" Yeah, Pet Cemetery isn't that a horror film? Nah, mate, you just got to see it. it's hilarious. Yeah. That's what I'll be saying to people. Yeah, so, 100%. Um, thanks for writing in, Mike. Um, just
2: to um, just to reassure, so uh, when it comes to church, yeah, and uh, and obviously uh, we all know, as with Michael the dog that that plays Cujo in uh, in Cujo, uh, yeah. anyone want to hazard a guess at the name of of church?
0: Uh, as in the real life name of the cat? Yeah. It's going to be something like Bingo or Brian.
2: Uh, close. It's actually Stephen. Stephen. Stephen the cat. So Stephen the cat. So, the
0: cat um, so
2: what they did is they actually uh, they had a uh, a veterinarian on set.
0: Was it Lewis? Because he could be a veterinarian.
2: Ah, I might be a veterinarian. But uh, <laughs> what? So Judd. <laughs> <laughs> Jud. Yeah, but I can't do an impression of Lewis. No, no you can't. Um. Because it's just him just looking confused at stuff, but they they had a, a veterinarian on set um, that made sure that uh, that the cat was uh, Stephen the cat was okay um, was was fine, and um, so that bit where the cat looks dead, yeah, it's you know they've given it a little
0: bit of sedative,
2: yeah, a little bit of sedative.
0: Fair enough, I don't think you could do that these days, but fair enough. Back then, in yeah, the well,
2: you back then you could you could give it a little sedative, and, yeah. and the bit where uh, Lewis looks like he's giving the sedative yeah um that's just i mean it's not a real needle
0: it yeah doesn't actually it, yeah it's of course one of those halloween ones so back because steven
2: would have been furious at yeah
0: that point. no one panic uh steven no animals were harmed uh on the making of pet cemetery which yeah. is i mean uh, a few
2: were killed but none were harmed none
0: were harmed it was instant uh yeah. no so yes thanks for that uh thanks for writing in mike uh we'll let everyone know in the next few minutes what we'll be covering in the next two weeks um and that's it for this week, everybody. Aww. That is it for this week. Uh, Pet Cemetery, uh, something that I thoroughly enjoyed, even though I know we've had a go at it. It was genuinely very fun Brilliant, to watch. It? it was very fun to watch. Uh, more enjoyable than Cujo, but I enjoyed Cujo the book uh, more than I did Pet Cemetery the book, which is interesting as well. And Emma enjoyed the book and sort of enjoyed the film.
1: Yeah, it's just that creepy kid thing, isn't it? Creepy
0: kid mm. thing. Um, so all that's left to do... Is to tell everybody what we're going to be covering in two weeks' time, and I think we've been doing a lot of animal-based stuff recently, and I, you know, I'm going to move Whoa. us, I'm, I'm going to move us away from the animal sector. Um, so the thing that we're going to Sexy. be covering in two weeks' time is a classic, and I've decided to tell everyone that we are going to be covering misery yes! in two weeks' time. Oh. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, so next week, uh, next, in two weeks' time, Misery. Very excited for that. Uh, it's, a, it's actually a very good adaptation, I think. Um, mm, I, have I, haven't, seen I haven't seen it for a long time, but I remember actually thinking this is disturbing and this is very unsettling. So, oh, everyone, well excited. everyone, uh, yes, your homework. Misery, two um, weeks. Some
2: actual real actors as well in Misery. Yeah, some
0: decent stuff <laughs> going to be happening in that film. Mm. Um, so I want to say thanks to everyone once again. Uh, thanks for listening to this. Thanks for the continued support in the off season of Castle Rock, and of course. Now we're switching our focus to Stephen King retrospectives, So that will be the case for a while. Um, And as I said, please do subscribe if you've enjoyed this. Please do uh, check out Fan Critical for The Walking Dead. Any films that we're doing, our Halloween content that's coming up. um, Please do subscribe to that channel as well. It's the same gang of people. We still talk the same, but now just about different things, (laughs) not just Stephen King. Uh, So I want to say thanks to Emma.
1: Thanks. Good night.
0: I want to say thanks to John. Cheers, mate. And, uh, you know... Sometimes that is better. <laughs>